This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Betting Weekly English Premier League podcast, part of the Bet Rivers Network and Premier League football is back. It's starting up again in just a few days time. Boxing Day, we'll see England's top flight resume and there are lots and lots of games uh, to sink our teeth into over the coming days, over the festive period. And I'm delighted to say that on the panel today to give us some of their best picks and steers are first up, Jack Wright. How are you? Welcome back. Um Thank you very much, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been a while, hasn't it? But um, a great World Cup to uh, fill the time. And uh, yeah, but great to be back and uh, some domestic action ahead of us. Indeed. Uh, also joining us uh, back from sunny Dubai, Nigel Seeley. Not not quite at the beach today, but looking pretty comfortable at home. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I know which way, where I'd rather be. Screaming kids, people, aunties and uncles you don't speak to over Christmas people you don't really like just turn up at your house giving your cars randomly or a beach in dubai i know where i'd rather be where i'll be sunning myself <laughs> in the uh, in jamira beach rather than here but uh yes premier league is back looking forward to it. it's gonna be interesting isn't it it's gonna be very very interesting to see how the teams come back where well, the world cup hang-ups are going to be what the teams are going to be going well but it's going to be very 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 interesting in the next few weeks in the premier league but uh a real real quick turnaround and uh, yes, good to be back for the football, but not good to be back for anything else, that's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, just quickly, before we we dive into the Betting Weekly Handicappers League table, we'll update you where we are, how things uh, lay before, uh, obviously, Premier League football returns. How Have you guys find it found it difficult trying to come up with picks this week because of the fact that there's been such a quick turnaround? There's a lot of uncertainty around the fitness of players. There's a lot of uncertainty around how some of these teams are going to click back into gear following this break i mean has it been a, a dip, more difficult week than usual for you guys i think it's been different um more than di- more difficult um i think we've always been of the opinion that it's going to be kind of ease yourself back into it a little bit like how you start the season we've talked about it in the past that those early weeks are a little bit of an unknown as teams settle as form settles players and um you know, how they're how they're going to go about it but obviously there's just a bit different things to look at so i've, I've personally been looking more into who's been away which teams are more affected and like the minutes they've played and so on and so forth uh, and to be honest i probably had another couple of picks that i was tempted with but i didn't want to go too hard for that reason i then said that like, it's a bit similar to that start of the season where you want to kind of ease yourself into it a little bit just to get because uh, we've never been here before we've never had this world cup break in the middle how how players teams are going to come back into it you know mentality both physically and mentally obviously players have had lots of different experiences over the last four or five weeks how they're going to bounce back from that or otherwise and uh, I say form really is you look at it obviously but it's not as it would be normally going into the festive season where there's games coming thick and fast absolutely how about you Nigel how have you found it 
Uh, pretty much the same as Jack, really. I think I look at it as the the start of the season. I think it's a new start to the season. Something that no one's ever really, really, really sort of experienced. From my perspective, I think if I would rather be a, a bookmaker than a better this weekend. I think if I was a bookie and I was the CEO of Bet Rivers, which I hope to be one day, CEO of Bet Rivers. No, but if I if I was the CEO of Bet Rivers, I think he's I would, coming I would, for I would your be, jobs. I would be <laughs> I would be looking to take favourites on. You know, I'd be looking to think, okay, if you've got like favourites at minus 350, minus 250, those kind of odds. Unlike this time of season, usually when you come into the Christmas period, the form really, you know, the cream really rises to the top and you don't want to be taken on favourites. But I think now if I was in in a, in a bookmaker's position, I'd be very happy to accept wages because I feel you will get uh, a couple of those favourites getting beat or not winning draws, essentially. So uh, I think it's going to take a bit of time to get used to it. But I think um, from a from a betting perspective, I, I would think that you would need to keep your powder, sort of in, in your, your big guns in your back pocket and not really go powder dry and not really go in all heavily after this World Cup. I mean, a lot of people are going to come out the back of this World Cup. And, you know, if you followed the the picks that we've done here, you, you would have made some money. You'd make nice, decent money as well. Keep that money in your back pocket is my advice and wait until probably sort of the end of January or middle of January until we get really hits the stride. Don't suddenly go mad thinking, I've got some money here. These boys are brilliant. And uh, this week, I, I just think you want to be a little bit careful. Yeah, I think sure. there is a lot of people that are absolutely gunning for, for this, the, the, the league's coming back, especially the Premier League. In England, we're, I'm getting a lot of messages from people saying, I can't wait, I can't wait, I want to get involved. And I see, I think Nigel's bang on there, that it, it is a little bit, try and keep the reins on a little bit. And uh, there's lots of action coming up, um, plenty of time. So, yeah, ease in. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, let's have a quick look at the uh, betting weekly handicappers league table. Uh, so the Premier League show uh, so far, uh, over six units of profit, which means we're in good shape uh, so far and looking to build on that, of course, uh, for the remainder of the season. Nigel mentioned uh, the World Cup bets, the 2022 World Cup, uh, plus 965. Went really well, Nigel. Yeah, it was good. Uh, myself and Jack were in Argentina. We had Messi to be the, the golden ball winner, which really helped that um, re- return. Those two, fu- the future bets were probably a little bit better than the the match bets. So um, the futures were really, really good for us. And obviously, Argentina winning was fantastic. If France had won, it would have been a disaster because not one of the <laughs> handicappers had had France or Mbappe or anything to do with France. Mm. Uh, we were very, very heavily in the Argentinian camp, and it, it worked out well for us. But so, but like I say, if you if you, you know the last bet we've had is going to be with, with the cash will be Messi to be the player of the tournament and Argentina to win the World Cup. So everyone's going to think, God, these guys. Just, just this is a very difficult thing. One thing I will say to you, Harry, and, and we worked together during the COVID period, yeah, and um, that was a new thing to me as a, as a, as a soccer handicapper and someone who's worked in, in in betting and sport for a long period of time. Now, I never really knew. I thought that my process of thinking during COVID was the same as what it was without with fans in the city, I thought that people would, you know, I didn't think it didn't really look into much a home advantage. Didn't really look into the crowd factor. And I absolutely dumb my brains, lost fortunes. <laughs> and uh, it was the worst period I've ever had as, 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 a, as a better. So this is something new as well. These are two new things that have happened to me in my lifetime and probably any soccer better, a mid season world cup and a COVID. So I, I I'm definitely sort of playing it cautious uh, until probably sort of, like I say, mid, mid January. So, I'm not saying that I don't like the picks we're saying here and we're very confident, but I just would say that uh, not to go too crazy this week. 
Yeah, I think the World Cup yeah. actually was a snapshot of what we've now talked about because at the start we struggled, didn't we? I think the first week of the World Cup was was tough, and then as things settled down and form started to take shape, and the big players and teams came to the party, we then made consistent profit, and the futures came in because over the longer term they 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 cashed. So uh, I think that was a like a four or five week snapshot of yeah. what we're now talking about um, at the start of the season and now coming into the restart of the season. Absolutely. And if you're interested in checking out any of those other shows that are listed uh, on that league table, you can find them all on the Bet Rivers Network uh, YouTube channel. So make sure you do check that out and give it a subscribe if you haven't done so already. OK, let's dive then into these upcoming fixtures. Uh, let's start with you, Nigel. Uh, Everton versus Wolves is a game that you've highlighted. Jack's highlighted it too, but you've got two different angles on this. So we'll come to you first, Nigel. Well, they're pretty similar angle, really. I mean, they're, we're both coming off sort of the same thinking, I'm guessing. Uh, but obviously, it's the bet that we, you know, it's my trademark bet. It's the bet that I always do. And it's like, when you're struggling to find the pick, this is the one that you just pull in and get you out of trouble. And uh, I've gone for the draw at half time again. It's, you know, it's, it's, I just feel, you know, we're, we're in the Christmas period and, you know, we're, we're giving away gifts and we're giving away presents. And to get, keep getting plus money on this market is a gift. I just think it's wrong. I, I don't think the market is ever really picking up with it. I think it's a computer-generated price. I think that there's, you know, there's algorithms that Bet Rivers and other bookmakers have. They put the price in to win the tournament and it pangs up with a price that it should be at, at half time. It doesn't it's it's not right. It's the right, it's the wrong price. You know, Wolves should be for matches like this around minus one thirty to be drawing at half time to get plus one oh five is wrong. I, I fully expect money to come for this market as we highlight it again. And I can see already that there is money coming for this market, and I think it will start about minus one ten. It's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a rick. Um if you look at Wolves this season, as we keep saying, fifteen matches in the Premier League, eight of them they've drawn at half time. So that is sort of about minus 110 for games to be a draw at halftime. Obviously, there's three of those games they play big teams in the Premier League. So take them out of the equation. It's even higher. It's like eight out of tw- uh, eight out of 13 where games have been drawing uh, against, so eight out of 12 where teams have been draw- games have been drawing against teams in or around them in the Premier League table. So that even highlights that as well. Away from home this season in the Premier League, seven matches for Wolves, four draws, four of the seven have been drawing again. Which 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 equates to a minus price minus one twenty. Um, this match in the last two seasons, I know you know I don't really usually like heads to heads and look at things like that. I don't really sort of get too much involved in it. But they've both been very low scoring, and both games have been nil nil at half time. And usually in Wolves games, they don't score many goals at all in the first half. They don't concede many goals in the first half at all. Obviously, they've got a new manager that's going to be a big game for him in the Premier League, which is obviously taken into account. But I just feel that you keep getting plus one. And also, I think these two sides are two sides that are struggling for form. That they've they've got a very very difficult two or three months ahead of them. And I think if you 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 ask both of these managers now, you know. Would you take a point and go into Christmas? I think both of them will say, let's take a point and, and, and see how we go. And I don't think either side would really, really go 100%. I mean, I'm not saying that they'll go take it easy, but I think you look at some games and think a point isn't a bad result for these two sides. And um, just it's just that plus money, in. I mean, if it was minus 110, if it was minus 120, I wouldn't, keep, I wouldn't play it. But Bet Rivers keep dangling that carrot. And at plus 105, you've got to take it again. Absolutely. Uh, Jack, uh, you've come at it 
I said a different angle. It's, it's still a similar angle in terms of not a lot separating the two sides. Um, but what's your your kind of uh, analysis of this one? Yeah, I think at the start of the season, if you can go pick one game to back unders, under two and a half goals to pay off your mortgage or go on the dream holiday of a lifetime, you know, maybe to the World Cup, to Dubai or something like that, <laughs> you would go this game. Everton versus Wolves screams low scoring and say Nigel's touched on it, historically low scoring. And it's probably been emphasised even throughout the start of the season more than what, what, what you would have looked at at the um, pre-season. So, you know, it's it's just a game that looks dull. And I'd, I'd put it down as some games are must-win games. And I'd say for both these teams and both these managers, despite Wolves being bottom, it's a must-not-lose game, which will automatically makes it tight and cagey. If either of these sides go 1-0 up, you'd probably in the second half, you would go, that's it. They'd, they'd be happy and they'd take that. They're not yeah. going to look to push on and kick on further. Um, and, and they'd both be happy with that. And I agree with Nigel. I think they'd both sign for a point now and and move on. Um, you see the struggles they're under. Lampard is massive odds on favour to be the next manager to be sacked, which says where they're at at the moment. Obviously, January transfer window coming up. They've got to decide whether to get rid of him or going to you know give him a load of more money. Lepetegu, interesting seeing him come into the, into, uh, into the Premier League, what he's going to do. The old phrase, you can't polish a turd, I think is where we're at with Wolves at this moment in time. Both these clubs are going to be in the market for a striker come January. That says it all as well. They just can't score goals. Um, Wolves, the lowest scorers in the Premier League, eight goals in 15 games. Um, Everton are the next worst, 11 in 15 games. Um, They failed to score Everton in in, um, their last three. I know we've obviously had the break, so it's a little bit out of context, but it's just a trend that continues for the season. They haven't scored in five of the last six, so it's just what they do. Um, um, But only the top three are conceded fewer than Everton, so it shows you that they do keep it tight. You know, they've got Cody, um, they've got Tarkowski. We've talked about them before. We've said this is an unusual, unique situation. Some things don't change, though, and that's the fact that we're homing in on Everton. We're homing in on Wolves for a low scorer. Only um, last night, of course... um, Wolves played Gillingham in the League Cup and you couldn't ask for a better example of where they're at at the moment. They changed formation three times in the game. So Lepetegu is still trying to search what's the best way of playing to get the best out of the side. Um, they waited to, well, they had to take until the 77th minute to, to get their first goal, which was from a penalty against Gillingham, who, for those unfamiliar with with like the English football lower than the Premier League, are 92nd out of 92 clubs in the league table. Um, two wins from 20 games in League Two of the EFL. And they held Wolves at bay for, say, 77 minutes. And then the second goal came in injury time. Shows you how stale they are. And Everton are very, very similar. We've talked about Dominic Calvert-Lewin and the issues they've got with goal scoring. So for me, it's a bit of an obvious play. Like Nigel said, you're home in on it. Under two and a half goals, I was surprised to see that it was a backable price, but one I was very happy to take on board to stick down as the first bet for me. Fantastic stuff. That's at minus 143. Uh, Manchester United versus Nottingham Forest is a a game that you've also uh, both highlighted. Nigel, uh, we'll start with you, mate. And it involves uh, a player in particular who looked in great form last night. This game's on Tuesday, so this is not a uh, a game on boxing. Though this is or, or on the twenty sixth. This is the twenty seventh. Um, yeah, I, I've I've gone for Marcus Rashford to score any time here. Um, I feel that Marcus Rashford c- comes out of the, the World Cup with huge confidence. 
Uh, I, I still think he perhaps, in hindsight, should have started against France in the quarterfinal. I think um, you know if we if we went back and looked at the game, then we, we might probably would have gone a bit. Thought we paid probably the French too much respect. I think the English in their starting lineup, uh, and I think Rashford would have caused them all kinds of problems. I think he would have felt, he would have counted himself very very unlucky not to play in that game. He scored three goals in the World Cup. Whenever he come on, he looked a totally different player than what we've seen in Manchester United in the last eighteen months or so. Um, he's obviously had so many issues in terms of his stance in political issues and his stance in off-field things, which have probably clouded him from his football career. He's had a lot going on for a young man uh, in his fight for the, 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 what he feels is right in this country. Um, but coming back from the World Cup, he will his stock has gone up massively and you can see it in the way he's playing. He's playing like Marcus Rashford, I saw... Like when he burst on the scene five or six years ago, so probably six, seven years ago now. I can't remember when he burst on the scene, but it could be even longer. Um, he's going to play against his side now, but not in the forest. They're going to be Man United, about a two goal favourite. The goals of the line is three and a half. So, out of all the games in the Premier League this weekend, this game is probably the highest expected goals on the card. It's also the, the heaviest favourite. I did say about favourites possibly not uh, being worth betting at these kind of low prices. But Man United are a two-goal favourite. You would expect them to score. And the other thing that I think is a huge factor for Rashford now is that he knows his place in the side is certain because of uh, Ronaldo going. So Ronaldo has been the main man at Manchester United since he returned. You know, he hasn't played, he's played a bit part this season, but he's still, Rashford's been playing second fiddle to to, to uh, Ronaldo. Uh, he will play. And when he's come on and when he's played for Manchester United this season, he scored goals. He's, he's, his goal-to-game ratio isn't that bad. Now he's the main man. Now he's full of confidence. And last night, as you said, Harry, uh, in that Burnley game, he picked the ball up from the inside in Burnley's half, ran hot, the whole length of the pitch or half the length of the pitch and put the ball into the into the bottom left-hand corner of the goalkeeper uh, in a fantastic individual goal, one of the goals of the season. Now, Marcus Rashford, before the World Cup, wouldn't be able to do that. That he, he would have, he wouldn't have the confidence to do that, but scoring three goals in the World Cup and taking that free kick in the last minute, which was a worldie, I was standing right behind it. I thought that is in. I thought that was in, and um, I think he's one player from from the England World Cup team now that's come back and his stock's gone even higher. And uh, I feel that Rashford here, without Ronaldo, is the main focus for Man United. And I think Man United might hit a bit, bit of form coming back from the World Cup. I think getting rid of Ronaldo might be a really really good thing. We saw. He, he, the problems he caused in Portugal. We saw how good Portugal were without him when they played South Korea. And I think Man United might go on a run. Uh, I ex- fully expect them to beat Nottingham Forest. I wouldn't bet them, but I fully expect them to win it. I think there's better options in the Premier League this week. But if they do win and they do sort of do the the, the line, cover the line that the bookmakers expect them to cover, which is a two or three goal winning margin, Marcus Rashford at plus 140 to score any time is definitely a bet. Yeah, with the exception of one or two fixtures, United have got a really good run over the next couple of months as well. So they could gather some momentum, as you say. Eric Ten Hag's won the battle against Cristiano Ronaldo, and now it's time to move forward. Uh, Jack, uh, you've also got a pick in this game. Tell us a little bit about it. I have gone for United to win this one. Um, I've, I've backed them to win to nil here. Um, I did have to give it some thought because they did have a lot of players go into the World Cup. But what kind of convinced me with it was that most of them came home fairly early. Uh, they were all back really by the quarterfinal stage. And also quite a few of them were included last night in the, in the side. So 
I also think there's going to be a massive positive atmosphere at, at Old Trafford. I think that not only the Ronaldo situation, which is finally a cloud's kind of gone over that, which is bizarre to be thinking that we're talking about, you know, both domestically and internationally, a player that's been up there in the top two in the world for the last 10 years or more, being a being a kind of a guide to get rid of. But that's how it is, as how it's turned. And those two, you know, Messi and Ronaldo, couldn't have gone off different paths over the last six months, could they? But also, of course, you know, there is that um, light for the Old Trafford faithful that they might well get new owners as well. Obviously, the Man United being on the market could well see... Um, say new owners, whether that happens or not, we'll have to wait and see. But certainly, there's it's positivity in all areas. Um, and I think also that you, you know, Ten Hag said himself that United got off to a slow start, a disappointing start. It wasn't good enough, was his words, uh, at the start of the season. Um, but I was impressed, I think, how they've actually turned that around, and especially at home. When you look at the sides that they've beaten at home, sorry, but Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs, all gone there and all come away with no points. Um, Drew with Newcastle as well, which was not a, a, a bad result um, given that Newcastle's form, um, and that was nil-nil as well. So three consecutive clean sheets at home, and obviously they then carried on where they left off really um, last night against Burnley, who weren't to be underestimated. Riding high, top of the table under Vincent Company in the Championship were going to be a, a, a banana skin, and I think they dealt with them really, really well last night. That was an impressive kind of comeback. And as I said, with the lights of the, the players they had, Casemiro, who filled in at centre-back, I thought was good. Rashford, Eriksen, Malasia, Fernandes all playing in that one. It shows you that they have got their World Cup players ready to ready to play. Maguire missed out because he had an illness. Wouldn't be a massive surprise to see him go back into the lineup at the weekend um, against Forrest. And um, obviously with Forrest, the other flip side of this bet, obviously for a win to nil, is that we need Forrest to carry on where they left off as well. And be very poor away from home and not score goals. Uh, they've won three at home. The city ground's been where they've been picking up their points. Away from home, they've been a shambles. They've um, been beaten comfortably in most of the places where they've gone. They've only picked up one point away from home, and that was at Everton. And that was the only game they've scored a goal in seven away games, which is horrendous. No goal in their last five away games. They've gone to Leicester and been beat 4-0 when Leicester obviously were, were in, in trouble themselves. 5-0 at Arsenal, 6-0 at Manchester City. Also got beat at Newcastle, who battered them, albeit then the scoreline was only 2-0. But as I said, they're, they're not scoring goals. They're getting beaten away from home. I think their, their fortune, and if they're going to survive, is going to be uh, centred around their home form. They can't stop signing players. They even signed someone during the, during the World Cup break, bringing in um, the Brazilian midfielder on on uh, on a, a free as a free agent. Again, another side who will be looking to bring a striker in in uh, in January. Uh, and I think the strikers they have got at the moment, because Gibbs White is a doubt for this one, there's a few other injuries as well. I think the strikers they have got will suit a, a United style of play, and that United will be able to cate, uh, cover what they've got. And um, I'm taking a win to nil again purely because it was plus money. And I think that's a very good price when you consider the price for United outright against the side that have only scored once away from home all season. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, Nigel, let's come back to you, mate. Leicester City uh, take on Newcastle United. And if the pre-World Cup form is anything to go by, we're talking about second and third in the Premier League form guide, these two sides. Uh, so how do you see this one playing out? 
Yeah, well, they've both come back with a win as well in the Cup as well. Uh, Leicester obviously won 3-0 at MK Dons and Newcastle come through in a tight game as well. So they've, they've, they've come back straight with a win. I, I think these two clubs are going to continue where they left off because there's not many players who have gone to the World Cup from these two sides. If you look at their key players, I mean, Vardy come back with a goal. Had a terrible, He's had a terrible, terrible start of the season. He was one of my, t- he was my tip to be the top goal scorer in the Premier League. I think he scored a goal in the Premier League. I don't think, I think he may have scored one if he's got yeah. one. I don't, I don't think he's I think one. He's had a terrible start, but again, he's going to be fresh. You know, that's a big, big fact that he's going to be fresh. Um, James Madison, surprising, he never played one minute for England. Surprise, that was a crazy decision when you think that uh, the, 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 the Wales game when they were 3 0 up could have brought him off for 20 minutes. You know, what that was a, to me, that was a bad decision from Gareth Southgate. I think Madison should have had some time on, on the World Cup. I think it was really fair to the kid, especially when they called him up at the last minute. So he's going to be completely fresh. Almiron, obviously, for Newcastle, probably the key player in the Premier League before the World Cup break. He had, didn't go to the World Cup. Callum Wilson played what did he played. He scored a goal in the, in, in the game against the Iran, but that was it. Didn't play any other football than that. So Maxman didn't go. So every one of these players, these two, I think these two teams are going to hit a bit of form. I think I don't think they'll drop off. I think these two will go. I think Leicester obviously haven't had the the greatness the first half of the season. Newcastle had an incredible first half of the season, but I think they'll both continue where they left off. I think they'll be both in form. Like you say, they've won both have won six of their last seven matches. And I feel that these two sides set themselves up to be an entertaining game of football. I think every time Leicester go to the pitch, they they try to play in the right way. Brendan Rodgers, you either love him or loathe him as a, as a manager, but he does like to play entertaining attacking football and Leicester are always a good watch. Newcastle at home, very different to their road form. If you look at Newcastle at home, winning 1-0, 2-0, keeping clean sheets, very, very hard to break down the crowd behind them. Away from home, they're much more expansive. Four of their last five games on the road have gone over two and a half goals. And I think these two sides, both in confident mood, both ready and raring to go, both in form. I think this will be a really, really good game of football to watch. And I like over two and a half goals here at minus 120. Very unusual to me to bet overs. Um, but this game here just looks like a real nice overplay. So over two and a half goals, Leicester against Newcastle, minus 120. Nice one. Uh, Jack, let's come back to you, mate. Uh, Another overs bet coming up uh, in the game between Leeds United and Manchester City. Yeah, and I do play overs probably more than Nigel, but I don't tend to stretch this far on an overs where I'm playing... um, 3.25 3.25 on the Asian line. So um, I was even tempted to go three and a half on this because it does scream goals. Leeds United, we know what we get with them and they tend to, um, well, at Ellen Road, certainly the crowd will win them on. They've got only one style of play. They've only got one gear, really, and that's full throttle. Under Jesse Marsh, is not too much difference we've seen from Marcello Bielsa. Um and both of those managers had a crack at Manchester City for, for Leeds last season. And neither were overly successful with uh, 11 goals conceded across the two games and, and not scoring. Leeds only had three players go to the World Cup, so they aren't going to be too affected by it. I know they cancelled that trip to the USA as well to stay a little bit closer to home, although they did go off to Spain, I think, for a, a, a bit of a mid-season training camp. Um, but... Not much has changed in. They've played a few preseason friendlies. Oh, preseason, you know, mid-season friendlies. Um, mid-season and, preseason friendlies. Yeah, it's, it's, that's yeah, what I've been calling them. A slip of the tongue, isn't it? But um, both teams scored over goals in all of them. I thought last night's one was an interesting one. I was going to keep an eye on before I pulled the trigger on this bet, and it, 
I know you can't take too much into friendlies, but um, Monaco at Allen Road ended 4-2 to Monaco. Um, and the kind of reason I was looking at it is because their struggle with, with an elite striker. Um, yeah, and uh, Bria Lembolo scored a brace against them last night. And seeing the goals, they still have those same failings. They're not tracking runners into the box. They're open. You know what you're going to get with them, as I said. They've, they've had lots of injuries again throughout the the break. Um, so there's not a lot going on there as far as um, like the likes of Bamford is obviously going to be out. He's had a, an operation as well. But defensively, they're stretched. And you don't really want to be coming up against Manchester City stretch. Now, again, I mentioned at the top of the show, as far as being cautious with players that have gone out to the World Cup, and no team had more players at the World Cup in the Premier League than Manchester City. But looking through the list that they had, only Julian Alvarez went further than the quarterfinals. Obviously, he went all the way, and he's not going to be back now until about the new year. But we also know that he's not a massive key player for obvious reasons in this Manchester City side when they're full strength. But... Kevin De Bruyne is obviously going to come back. I'd imagine he's going to be absolutely can't wait to pull on a sky blue shirt rather than a Belgium shirt because it didn't seem like he wanted to be there at all um, in in in, um, in the World Cup. And uh, his link up with Haaland, obviously, who didn't go, and that's the key driver in this bet. Haaland must have been climbing the walls, ready to get back into into action. They, have, they I know they played in the preseason for a friendly midweek. And uh, and both Haaland and Kevin De Bruyne featured and scored in that. I think it's quite interesting that in forward areas for Man City, most of their players are available. Most of them weren't. You know, Haaland didn't feature in the World Cup. Mares didn't feature in the World Cup. You look at the likes of Grealish, played minimal minutes. Foden was obviously in and out of the side a little bit. Kevin De Bruyne has been back for a long while. Gundogan, the same thing as far as Germany's concerned. So attacking-wise, I've not got a problem. You've got the likes of Bernardo Silva, but they can they can cover... Whoever they put out in those forward areas is going to cause Leeds a whole, hope of, um, whole heap of problems. Um, and the only area probably where they're mainly featured, because you look at the likes of Edison with Brazil, you look at the likes of Ake, Diaz, Cancelo, um, Rodri, Laporte, Akanji, all those players that have gone into, into the kind of deeper parts of the competition in the World Cup are defensive players, which is obviously going to lend itself to this bet because we do know that Leeds can cause problems going forward. So I am going to take the overs here. Um it says over 3.25, so half stake on the three-goal line, which means we will get a re- refund if it does end with three goals in it um, and the other half going on over three and a half goals as well. So four goals, obviously they landed in both the games comfortably last season, will result in a full win, which is what we're gunning for here. Brilliant stuff. And just a quick reminder that that game doesn't take place until the 28th, so it's a, a couple of days yeah. uh, further into the future. So Man City obviously do play um, after this recording. They've got Liverpool in the cup, uh, in the cup, um, but there's this six-day gap between that game and then this one against Leeds. So it's not a problem. It's a normal, like well, better than normal really for them week um, break between. So the players are coming back, and I expect them to be super fresh. And uh, it should be a really great game to watch, to be honest with you. But and plenty of goals. Indeed, fingers crossed on that one. Let's uh, quickly summarise the guys' picks. Uh, ahead of the end of the show. So Nigel uh, has gone for a draw at half time between Everton and Wolves. That's at plus 104. Jack has selected under two and a half goals in the same game at minus 143. Uh, Jack has gone with Manchester United uh, to beat Nottingham Forest in nil. That's at plus 
107. Uh, Nigel's selection in that game is for Marcus Rashford to score at any time. And that's at plus 140. Uh, Nigel's also gone for over two and a half goals at minus 120 in the clash between Leicester City and Newcastle United. And Jack's final pick uh, sees him go for over 3.25 goals in the game between Leeds United and Manchester City on the 28th. And that one is at minus 120. So those are the guys' picks uh, for this week. Anything to add from either one of you before we wish everybody a Merry Christmas, I guess? No, I just wish everyone, I was saying, wish everyone a Merry Christmas. All the leagues are coming back now. The Premier League's first up. We've got uh, the French League. Uh, the Spanish league, obviously, coming up very, very sh- shortly. Uh, and then in the new year, we have the Italians as well. Uh, loads of new shows coming as well in the new year, as well as uh, the tennis product. The Game Better Match podcast will now be, uh, there'll be tennis content five days a week now on the Bet Rivers Network as well. So, yeah, all, all good, all positive. Thanks for everybody who's watched in, in the year as well. And uh, I wish everybody a very happy Christmas. Indeed. Wishing you all a happy Christmas. I hope you have a good one with your friends and family and hope you uh, cash some of those tickets as well. You know, it's an expensive time of year. Uh, If you want to check out all the uh, Bet Rivers uh, content, you can do so on the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel and you can find some of the shows in podcast format as well on whichever platform it is you prefer. Make sure that you're following uh, all the handicappers on their collective handle of app because we win. And that way you'll stay across all the latest content. And uh, there's lots of brilliant video content on there as well. Uh, We'll see you all very, very soon. Thanks so much for tuning in as always. Until next time, goodbye. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network.